Hey guys, it's Simeon. This is Wrestling Unlimited as we are here on the 20th of December 2020 to talk about everything that went down tonight on Monday Night Raw. I thought tonight's Monday Night Raw was better than most nights. That's really, really good. I thought tonight's Monday Night Raw was better than most nights and it didn't feel as long excuse me, as long as most nights of Monday Night Raw. Like, it just didn't feel like it dragged as much. There's some, some spots where it did feel like it dragged a little bit, but it didn't feel like it dragged as much as it normally does. I will say that for sure. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and Twitter.com forward slash PWUnlimited. Remember, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out in the live chat with a super chat. Nope, that's YouTube. You can help us out in the live chat by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in said live chat. Also, remember, you can subscribe to the channel a couple of different ways. One of two different ways or both. If you want to really help us out, that helps as well. But with that, you can help us out with either a tiered subscription or you can help us out with Amazon Prime because if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming and a free subscription to us right here. All you gotta do is take that Amazon Prime account, whether that's for video or shipping, take that, take that Twitch account, link them together, bada bing, bada boom, you've got Prime Gaming. Bunch of cool things, one free subscription to Twitch, any Twitch channel you wanna subscribe to, it helps out right here. Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But with that on the flip side, if you're watching over on YouTube, <clears throat> excuse me, you can help us out over there as well with a super chat or a super sticker donation in the live chat. Also remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel, hitting that join button down below and becoming a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcasts, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Also to get all that channel member stuff, you can subscribe at patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. That is the best, most direct way to support us right here at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And also, also do remember that you can support us at the Epic Games Store. You can support us on the Epic Games Store by buying anything, basically. Looking to get into Season 3 of Fortnite? No, it's Chapter 3. Chapter 3 of Fortnite, getting some skins for Rocket League, buying... That new Guardians of the Galaxy game? Well, when you do, get the, the promo code. It's going to ask you for, do you have a creator code? And you do. It's PWUnlimited. Use creator code PWUnlimited to help us out. It doesn't cost you anything extra. If you're already spending money, whether that's in an epic game, an epic, an epic game, or on the Epic Store on PC, or your iOS or Android device, then you just put in this code right here, at PW, not even at, just PWUnlimited, and you're supporting us. Also, do it when you're claiming the free games on the Epic Store. Even if you're just claiming the free games. Put in code PWUnlimited. It helps us out. But with that, guys, we've got Monday Night Raw to talk about. They kicked off with the almighty Bobby Lashley and Montel Vontavious Porter. Lashley and MVP entered to start the show after a long recap of everything that went down last week. MVP recapped what Lashley accomplished last week and said that the fans couldn't understand what it took to do that. He compared it to winning the Boston Marathon and getting a triple-double 
in the in, in an NBA game before knocking out Francis Ngannou in a fight. Damn. Biggie would then interrupt. He congratulated. He congratulated Bobby Lashley on making his way into this match at day one. There was something that was bothering him though. That Lashley. He said he knew Lashley was a fighter with a lot of sisters. I go, oh no, don't bring up Lashley's sisters. Don't bring up Lashley's sisters. But this Lashley relied on Iceberg Slim MVP to win. And I go, I, I didn't get that joke. I didn't get the Iceberg Slim joke. Lashley said MVP acted on his own, but he also wasn't pretending to be a saint. Lashley remembered MVP saying that if he couldn't beat Big E, MVP would do it himself. Lashley thought that that would be a great thing to see. So he left the ring and left MVP there with Big E. Excuse me. MVP obviously wasn't too interested in doing any of this and held up his cane as Big E waited for him to make the first move. Rollins and Owens would suddenly attack Lashley from behind before going after Big E. Lashley and Big E would end up fighting them off together before Rollins and Owens bailed. Big E and Lashley stood in the ring together as the segment ended. Looks like they could be trying to turn Bobby Lashley babyface. I don't know if that's the correct move right now. I wouldn't do it, especially with a heel champion. But hey, that's the move they're going to go with. I mean, I guess fine. I'm fine with it because Bobby Lashley has been a heel for so long that I guess it's time. I guess it's time to turn him babyface. It's been forever since he was a uh, a heel. It's been forever that he's been a heel. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, and I could be wrong on this. Has he been a heel the entire time since for this run? Since coming back to WWE, I want to say he may have been a babyface early on, like when he first came back to WWE. But I could be wrong in that, and I could be wrong in this. I just he's been a heel for so long that I feel like maybe he's been a heel the entire time since he coming back in what 2018. He's going forward, Sarah Shriver interviewed Bianca Belair. Driver claimed that people were calling her upcoming match against Dewdrop, quote, the final chapter. Belair figured Dewdrop was the only one calling it that. Belair issued a warning to Dewdrop for their upcoming match. Uh, since Saturday says he was a babyface when he came back in 2018. That's what I thought, but I wasn't 100% sure. It's, like I said, he's been a heel for so long that you, just, you almost forget about that. Like, I, I assumed the Lashley sister stuff was when he was a baby face, but I wasn't 100% sure. <clears throat> so going forward, Owens and Rollins argued in the back. Owens said Lashley didn't seem, to be, uh, didn't seem to be getting older and was like a super jacked Benjamin Button. Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville would show up to make a big match, a big tag match. Owens immediately knew what was going on and didn't want it. They announced that Owens would team with Rollins and Big E would team with Bobby Lashley in our main event tonight. Next up, we had an 11 and a half minute match. Bianca Belair versus Dewdrop. Not a bad match. I think these two really do work well together. I will say that. Dewdrop was mostly in control until Belair gave her a spine buster outside of the ring, which looked really, really cool and led to a break about three minutes into this match. Like she... 
hoisted her up there and spine busted her down kind of like a rock spine buster but not as much of the height as far as like holding them up higher because when the rock used to do his spine buster a lot of times he would try to hold the guys up like grab them and lift them up almost as high as he could like face and belly button just to show like woof like he could really get them up and then slam them down <clears throat> i think this was more bianca with face and chest area but regardless after the break do drop missed a bonsai drop but hit a cannonball for a two Belair fought back with shoulder tackles, a flying crossbody, and a handspring moonsault for a two of her own. Dewdrop responded with a sit-out powerbomb, but didn't go for the cover. Dewdrop dragged Belair into the corner and missed a Vader bomb. Belair then nailed a very good-looking KOD and picked up the victory. Now, they worked well together. I wouldn't say it was a great match or anything. The finish looked really good, and the crowd did pop for it in the end. But again, they worked well together. But even in saying that, the match was still just all right. <clears throat> so Kevin Patrick asked Austin Theory about Vince McMahon taking interest in him. Theory figured that McMahon sees promise in him and sees him as a future WWE champion. After an excited Theory walked away, Patrick said, quote, You better hope you don't lose. Next up, we had a nine-minute match. It was Finn Balor versus Austin Theory. Balor was aggressive early on, but Theory took over after wrenching him over the top rope. After a long chin lock spot, Balor fought back with a low drop kick and a clothesline. Theory blocked a kick and dropped Balor on the apron before hitting a draping neckbreaker to the outside. After a break, Balor was back in a rest hold until he came back with a back elbow drop, forearm, and a double foot stomp. Theory hit a rolling drop kick but Balor dropped him with an enziguri. Balor went to the top rope, but Theory hit a very cool-looking springboard Spanish fly. This is really cool-looking. Theory grabbed his phone so he could take a selfie while making the cover, but that extra time was too much extra time, and Finn Balor kicked out. After a few counters back and forth, Balor hit the shotgun dropkick, coup de gras, and picked up the victory. Basically, we saw the inexperience of Austin Theory bite him in the butt. Bite him in the butt. Next up, Mix, Miz spoke with Omos in the back, but left after AJ Styles showed up. Styles told Omos he was getting ready to get them back in the title picture. Omos kind of showed excitement, but didn't really show excitement, and now we know why. So next up, we had Miz TV, with AJ Styles, and Omos. Miz started by saying he loved Maurice and implored her not to speak about their personal lives later tonight on The Cutting Edge. Miz introduces Styles and Nomos by saying that they were more combustible than Urban Myers and his coaching staff. Miz said Styles and Nomos have been a little out of sync lately, and Styles immediately shot back with, quote, Aha, kind of like you and your wife, right? Styles said that he took Omos under his wing, He's come a long way. He's good enough to be a tag team champion all by himself, draping both titles over both shoulders. He admitted that he had some problems. They had some problems, but they were on the same page now. Styles wanted them to take all the gold in WWE. And before Omos could talk, Miz started talking for him. Miz said that he heard from Omos himself, and that's not what he actually wants. 
he does not agree. Sal said that Miz was deflecting, like he always does, and asked what kind of man puts his wife in harm's way. Miz accused Styles of deflecting. Miz claimed almost, told him that he's tired of carrying AJ. Miz said, AJ, it took you 15 years to get here to WWE, but WWE begged Omos to sign with them. Miz went on until Styles cut him off again. Styles wanted to hear this response from Omos. And before Omos could talk, though, out would come Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Their music played, they entered for their upcoming match, and that just ended Miz TV. It was just, we're done. That's it. So I guess, and we get more of this after the match, but uh, AJ Babyface turn, maybe? I mean, AJ Styles is great in whatever role he's in. He'll babyface tweener. So, go. Cool. I'm cool with it. <clears throat> this match literally went not even two and a half minutes. Ray hit a 619, but Styles got his knees up on a frog splash attempt. Styles wanted a tag, but almost turned his shoulder. Ray applied a schoolboy and picked up the victory. That was it. That was it. After the match, Styles called almost a piece of trash. Omos then shoved Styles away, so Styles went on the attack. Styles tried for the phenomenal forearm, and Omos blocked it and hit a press slam. Omos told Styles, the next time you see me, it'll be in a match with me. So, I guess AJ's the babyface here. Omos attacked him. And we'll see. This match has been announced for next week, AJ versus Omos. Also on commentary, they did mention... That apparently Grayson, I missed all of this over the weekend. Grayson Waller called out AJ Styles on social media saying he's the new phenomenal one in WWE. And so AJ is going to NXT tomorrow to, I guess, respond to Grayson Waller. They're giving this Grayson Waller guy way too much because he's not good at all. Not on the mic or in the ring. He tries way too hard. And it's just like a head scratcher. I don't get it at all. I can't stand him. And not in a... He's a heel doing his job right. I can't stand him. He's a, I just don't think he's that good. Not ready for this role. Needs more training kind of can't stand him. Like he needs more time off of television learning. To be completely honest. He's not that good in the ring. His promos are boring and, and forced scripted just garbage. Like they're not written well. And he's not delivering the lines well either. He's trying way too hard to be Honestly, Jake Paul or Logan Paul, he's trying to be one of them. That's what it is. He's trying to be the Paul brothers. In the back there, he wanted to knock on Vince's door, but then decided against it. Uh, next up, AJ Snow. Randy Orton took on Chad Gable in a sub-three-minute match. And for a match that went two minutes and 50-something seconds... Actually, really, really good. Like, if you want to do sub-three-minute matches, boom, here you go right here. This is a match that says, hey, here's how you do a match under three minutes, and it'd be good. So, Gable out-wrestled Orton early, just for a little bit, even though this match wasn't that long. A little bit was while this match was. He even countered a draping DDT at one point. However, after Gable... Tried one too many arm drags. Orton saw it coming, hit a great look in RKO, and picked up the victory. Orton went after, no, Otis went after Orton. You know, O and O, I got those two mixed up. O-T-O-R-T, whatever. Otis went after Orton. After the match, and Orton tried an RKO three different times, but Otis blocked each one. And I'm like, damn, 
Otis blocked each RKO attempt, which is actually, I like that. I like that a lot, that Otis blocked three RKO attempts. Because it showed, I guess you could say, the power of Otis to be able to do that multiple times. Which, in turn for next week, sets up Randy Orton versus Otis. So MVP approached Lashley in the back, where Lashley said that he couldn't trust Big E and would beat him up if he even looked at him wrong in their match tonight. MVP asked if Lashley's idea either was a trap or not. Lashley said he was thirsty and asked MVP to get him a drink. MVP went and got him one. There's footage from earlier today where Dana Brooke and Reggie were at some indoor Christmas park where they were looking at the lights. Truth was dressed as Santa. Akira Tozawa was dressed as Nelf. And Tamina also was there. And they all failed to get the 24-7 title. And I go, why is Reggie defending Dana Brooke all these, all the, you know, every week? He doesn't want to be 24-7 champion anymore? Like, I get it. They won't let Truth and Tozawa touch Dana Brooke. So Reggie's there to fight them off. And then Tamina shows up. And nothing happens. It's like, really? This is not good. This is not good at all. Like, eventually, we need Reggie to be like, you know, Dana, I've been helping you a lot, and I've been helping you because I like you. Like, they gotta they gotta do the romance. Dana, Brooke, and Reggie, they gotta do it. Reggie, the, the ladies' man. But like every 24-7 segment, this is not good. Next up, we had Dolph Ziggler versus Damian Priest in a U.S. title championship contenders match. Um, Ziggler kicked Priest in the knee early on at one point, and he just fell on the bottom rope. Like There seemed like miscommunication at times during this match. A few moments later, Ziggler hit a superplex, which led to a break about two minutes into the match. Priest came back with some strikes after the break, a clothesline, and a broken arrow for a two. As the ref checked on Ziggler, Rude wiped out Priest, which caused him to transform into his cartoon self and go wild. Priest wildly attacked Rude, and the ref called for the bell. For a countout at 8 minutes and 59 seconds. Yes, a 9-minute match that I only recapped in about 5 lines, 4 lines. Because nothing happened in this match. This match went just a second shy of nine minutes, and nothing of note really happened in this match, to be completely honest. They then announced Ziggler has won by countout, and the referee, no, and then the announcers go, well, if Ziggler won, it's a championship contenders match, that means he should be getting a title shot, right? 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 Priestley chased off Ziggler before hitting Rude with a reckoning outside of the ring. Nothing about this makes me want to see a rematch, but it was officially announced. Next week on Monday Night Raw, Dolph Ziggler will challenge for the U.S. title. Balor told Patrick that he beat Theory's ass. It was time for more important things. Theory then attacked Balor and dropped him on one of the equipment boxes before taking a selfie. Theory then finally went into Vince's office. He apologized for losing, but said he made up for it by attacking Finn. Vince responded, but I... I Guess I kind of understood most of this. Basically, Vince said he likes firing people, and especially around the holidays. I'm like, oh, 
So basically, if Theory loses again, he's fired. Finn's also said that he's going to give Theory one more chance. Next week, he gets a rematch with Finn Balor. Vince then had a legal pad that he erased a bunch of stuff off of, and then he blew the eraser shavings in Theory's face. He chuckled like Santa Claus, kind of, like a, like a wicked Santa. He's like, ho, 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 ho. And then I'm like, what the, what, what the, what? Okay, then. So next up, we had the cutting edge with Maurice. Maurice Mazanin. Maurice made it clear that she wasn't here to be Edge's friend. She said that she did love Miz, but wanted to thank you. She mentioned everything she does for him and their family, but she was tired and exhausted. Maurice said that Edge would have hurt her last week, and she wondered who would take care of her kids if something happened to her. Caught here dead silent, as they were for most of the remainder of this show. Maurice asked Edge if he would do the same to Beth, put her in harm's way. Edge says that he wasn't buying this, and the crowd wasn't either. Edge wondered where Miz was because he figured this was all part of their plan, a setup. Edge said that he, he would never do something like that to Beth because he actually respected her. Edge then called for Miz to come out to the ring. Miz's music would hit, and he tried attacking from behind, but Edge saw it coming. Edge fought Miz off, but Maurice attacked him from behind. This allowed Edge, or this allowed Miz to hit the skull-crushing finale on Edge, and Miz and Maurice celebrated together. Yep, Edge was right. It was all a work. It was all a sham. This was eh, all right. It, it built up to it built up to the match of day one. It shows that Maurice is in Miz's corner and kind of teased maybe Beth shows up at day one to be in Edge's corner just in case she's needed. <clears throat> you know what we learned tonight? Veer Mahan is coming. We learn every week that Veer Mahan is coming. But I assume he just hasn't came yet. Because every week, Veer Mahan is coming. Veer Mahan is coming. Veer Mahan is coming. He's coming but he hasn't come yet. Next up, we had a two-minute, 10-second match. It was Rhea Ripley against Queen Zelina. Again, another match that nothing really happened in. I got nothing to say other than Ripley won with the Riptide. That was really it. <clears throat> so Big E told Sarah Schreiber in the back what he planned on doing to Rollins and Owens tonight. Lashley interrupted. Lashley planned on taking the title at day one and wondered if he can trust Big E in their match later on. Big E told him, leave MVP in the back. We don't need him. Lashley told him not to worry about P. I'll take care of him. <clears throat> then we got the Liv Morgan promo that kind of died in its own kind of kind of way. Crowd was just sitting there. And by the end of this, they had to pipe in fake booze. At least that's what I felt. To me, it sounded like fake booze. Because we get like a shot of the crowd like behind Liv. And maybe, maybe it was just this one section of the crowd, but they were just standing there or sitting there. Their mouths were not moving. They're, they were just sitting there. And we hear at the end of this segment, which we'll talk about the whole thing in a second, but it's just like, ooh, when Becky wouldn't fight her. And I'm like, man, they really had to pipe in stuff because this crowd's completely dead for this segment. 
And no offense to Liv Morgan, but second week in a row, you can tell she's nervous cutting these live promos. Last week, she stumbled on her lines and couldn't stop smiling. This week, she didn't stumble on her lines as much per se, but you can tell she was fighting back, smiling when she's supposed to be serious. And that's, that's a tell for a lot of people. A lot of people, when they get nervous, they can't help but smile. And that's Liv Morgan's thing, I think. When she gets nervous, she smiles. And then she tries to fight back the smile, and you can really see her trying to fight back those smiles. So Morgan entered with a kendo stick. She said, quote, Rebecca tried to injure her before accepting her challenge last week. She said she couldn't let Lynch get the upper hand. Once Lynch said that she would go home and train, she knew what she had to do. She had to follow Lynch to her private gym that she owns with her husband in Iowa. Morgan then said, all right, now everybody, uh, look, look, look up at the Tron and watch this. You've probably already seen it on social media. I'm like, and she's like, we got some footage that you may have already seen on social media. Let's uh look up there, watch it on the Tron. And I'm just like, ooh, yeah. And the crowd's just kind of like, not really responding at all. And they aired footage of Liv Morgan going into the Black and Brave Academy, which is Seth Rollins' school. And she goes up to the ring and we see a redheaded woman in the ring from behind. Well, she jumps into the ring. And no one really reacts. And then all of a sudden, ooh, oh, what is this? Look, look out. And then she attacks the redheaded woman, knocks her down and realizes that's not Becky. That is a brunette in a really bad wig. Becky then jumps in. The two fight around for a second. Liv then gets the upper hand with the kendo stick. Becky retreats. She yells at her, her students. I guess they're students. She yells at the students, get her, get her. And then we don't see Liv again. But the way Becky's motioning is that Liv jumped out of the ring and ran away. Because she's like, yeah, you leave. You get out of here and never come back here again. So, yeah, I guess Liv, we didn't see it. But I guess Liv jumps out of the ring and runs off. She yelled at the students, go get her. Get in there and get her. And then the camera's just on Becky's face for the rest of this. I get it. It was supposed to be shot in a way where it's like, homemade kind of deal where it's like, we don't have a professional camera crew here for this. This is just a live said someone wants a camera. Follow me. But it still wasn't shot that well. Um, Morgan said that last week you tried to break my arm, but at day one, I'm going to break your face. Becky came out and couldn't even save this. She couldn't. Crowd never got into this segment at all. She informed Morgan she may have broken that student's arm. You may have injured her elbow. Why would you hit an innocent woman? Lynch said that it would take more to keep her down, but at least Liv showed her that she is tough. She said, you also taught my students a very valuable lesson. You get lucky at least once in your lifetime. Lynch warned her that it gets hot. Under the lights and Morgan can't handle the heat. Morgan told Lynch that she wasn't going to be scared out of this match. And she planned on starting off the new year as the new. And she's like, got this just big ass smile on her face. Raw woman's champion. She's like, now, why don't you come into the ring and fight me, Becky? And Becky's like, you think I'm stupid? You want me to jump in there while you got your kendo stick? And Liv's like, I, I didn't bring this for me. She throws it out of the ring. I brought it for you, Becky. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up, Becky. 
And Becky's like, I got better things to do than all of this. Lynch said, I, I you got lucky, but I got a private jet I got to go catch. So I'll see you later. And they pipe in what I thought were fake booze. It sounded like fake booze because A, it sounded like it. And B, they showed a good portion of the crowd where it was like the camera was down and looking up at the ring. And then when they got in back in back into the ring with Liv and stuff, like that whole section of the crowd was just sitting there and standing there. And they're just like, mouths shut. Not moving really, just kind of looking around. And I'm like, man, this segment died to death. Going forward, they announced some things for next week's Monday Night Raw, which we've already talked about. AJ Styles versus Omos. Randy Orton versus Otis. Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. And the U.S. title will be on... No, Finn Balor versus Austin Theory. And the U.S. title will be on the line when Damian Priest defends against Dolph Ziggler. Now, next up, we had our main event. It was a 14-minute match. It was WWE Champion Big E and Bobby Lashley against the team of Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. And they literally had Biggie come out, went to break. Biggie, or they come back from break, and Biggie's in the ring, like, all right, bring them all out. I want to fight. I ain't waiting no more. We waited long enough. Come on. Come on. Everybody come out here. And they go to freaking break 45 seconds into this match after Lashley tackled Rollins out of the ring. 45 seconds into this match. Lashley was still after Rollins, going after Rollins when we returned from break about four minutes later. Rollins tried firing back, but Lashley hit a delayed vertical suplex, which got applause from the crowd. The crowd was really getting behind Lashley during this match as well. Rollins dodged the charge and tagged in Owens, who hit a senton outside, outside the ring and another inside the ring for a one. Owens and Rollins gave Lashley a double vertical suplex, but Lashley tagged in Big E just moments later. Big E suplexed Owens and then hit an STO for a two. Rollins distracted Rollins uh, distracted Big E. Excuse me, I'm trying not to burp there. Rollins distracted Big E, which allowed Owens to hit a super kick. Rollins followed this up with a frog splash and got a two-off event. Rollins gave Lashley a suicide dive as Owens gave Big E a senton off the top rope for a two. After another commercial break, Owens missed a moonsault and Big E tagged in Lashley, who gave Rollins a neckbreaker, an overhead suplex, a running clothesline, and a running power slam, but Owens barely broke up the cover. Rollins leapt over a spear attempt and Lashley speared Big E by accident. Lashley followed this up immediately by spearing Owens and picking up the victory. After the match with Big E out from the spear, Rollins had tried... Uh, well, actually, first off, Rollins tried to break up the cover with a stomp and he missed it by just that much. So after the match, Rollins and Owens beat down Lashley. They piped in more fake booze. And they brought Lashley over to steel steps. Owens is holding him with his face looking right down at the steps, yelling, do it, do it. And Seth's got his foot up. He's like, come on, Seth, do it. You got this, do it. And Seth kind of backs off. He's like, wait, 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 just wait, just wait. And he runs back over, jumps up, boom, big old stomp to Bobby Lashley on the steel steps. Lashley's out. Biggie's still out in the ring. And Owens and Rollins hugged. As the show went off the air. Not a bad episode of Raw. I thought it was better than most weeks we've gotten recently. It didn't feel as long as it normally does. Didn't feel like it really dragged much. There was a couple of places here and there where I felt like it dragged. Like the Bianco Belair do drop match was one of the areas where I felt like it dragged. 
But regardless, I thought the show was was not bad at all and got a good future building. They announced a number of things for next week's show. We got four matches announced, which I'm thoroughly surprised about because it's not like they're also filming that tonight. No, it's a live episode next week. So it's like, hey, we're going to announce four things. And it's not that, yeah, we're announcing them because we're filming them in an hour. No, we're announcing them because we want to do these next week. So kudos, kudos for announcing all that stuff. But with that, you know what I thought about Monday Night Raw. Now I want to know what you thought. You, 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 you about tonight's Monday Night Raw. Remember, if you want to give me your thoughts on tonight's Raw, you can do so with a super chat or a super sticker. A super chat. Super sticker, no words. Super chat. Or by texting in to 510-906-1341. Again, that number is 510-906-1341. But before we do that, let's check the polls. Let's pull up the Twitch. The Twitch poll. Twitch poll here. 67% of you thought tonight's show was just all right. 33% didn't like it. As far as the Twitter poll, Twitter, 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 Twitter. 44% of you thought it was just all right. 29% liked the show. And 25% did not like Raw. And finally, the YouTube poll. 66% liked tonight's Raw. 26% thought it was just all right. And 9% did not like tonight's Raw. Uh, let's see, as far as the text messages do go. Um, this person says, did you see PW Torch's report from a few weeks ago that Miz was unhappy with his current, no, I have not, that Miz was unhappy with his current promos, booking that turned into an argument with Bruce Prichard. No, I did not hear that at all. And it's gotta be a non-story if, you know, I check all the different websites every day. Fightful, Wrestling Inc., F4W Online, uh, Bodyslam.net. I check them all every day. And I didn't see that on any of them over the last however many weeks whenever this happened. So it must have really been a non-story. Because, again, I didn't see any other site pick this up. Maybe I just missed it. I don't know. Where says, you think AJ Styles is going back to a baby face now? Also, do you see Raw Tag Team Championships being on the line at day one? RK Bro versus Chad Notice. Yes, I do see them setting up RK Bro versus Alpha Academy for the titles at day one. And yeah, I think this is the AJ Styles baby face turn. They're going to build Omos as this big, scary monster heel. And, ba- and AJ's the baby face. Honestly, I- I'm going to say it right now. Honestly, Omos probably winning next week. I'm probably going to make Omos, let Omos win on next week's show. Against A. J Styles. Uh Magma Lord, if you followed us on Twitter, you would know that we've already seen that. We posted that on our Twitter from not Facebook, but The Rock's Instagram. That The Rock knew Nick Khan and his sister since they were little kids running around on the island. So yeah, Magma Lord. If you follow us on Twitter at PW Unlimited, you would know that we saw that. And yeah, that was one of our better performing tweets over the last like four months. So I was like, oh, no one saw this coming. The Rock and Nick Connor buds, lifelong buds. Versus says, I liked Raw tonight. Do you think Vince McMahon sees a lot in Austin Theory as 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 his self? You see Finn Balor being WWE champion one day in WWE. 
that's a tough one because Finn has had many injuries in WWE. And so Vince could be like, I like Finn, but he's injury prone. And so that could then in turn sour him from putting the main title back on Finn because they were going all in with Finn. Main roster, boom, universal title, like immediately. And he got hurt. Then he went back to NXT. Oh, no, he got hurt. Then he got hurt again on the main roster. Then he went to NXT, got hurt a couple times in NXT, and it's just like, mm. This person says, I'm going to Monday Night uh, I'm going to Monday Night Raw. I'm from Chicago. It is a Little Caesars Arena or Ford Field. No, they're not at Ford Field. They ain't at the football stadium. Also, if you're going to the show and you've already bought tickets, no offense, but shouldn't you know what building you're going to? It's Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, Michigan. But if you, and I'm not trying to be rude here, paid for your ticket, shouldn't you know upon buying that ticket where you're going? It's just like going to the movies in a city that's got three movie theaters. Shouldn't you know before you buy your ticket what theater you're purchasing a ticket for? Just saying. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And Twitter.com forward slash PW Unlimited. The fun's not over, though, because a little bit later after I get a few more for more, you know, I got to put this up on audio form. I got to edit this and that and da 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 Once we get all that up, we're jumping over to Twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. We're playing some games. We're having some fun. Again, like I said, the night's not over. So go over there and follow Twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. That way you know when I go live on Twitch, playing some video games, and maybe we'll play with you guys. Maybe we'll play some multiplayer games that you guys can jump in with us as well. Not sure exactly what we're going to play. Ah, Gabriel, yes. If nothing changes with Montez Ford, RK Bronament Finals, Street Profits versus the Mysterios next week. As long as Montez Ford is good to go. Because the issue that pushed this match back has to do with Montez Ford. Not going to get into details of what I heard because I can't confirm what I heard 100% yet. So, all we do know is that it was an issue with Montez Ford that caused them to push this match back. The RK Bronament Finals, though, next week. But with that, guys, I'll be on twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy in just a little bit, maybe about an hour or so. So have a good night, and I'll see you either in a little bit or in a little or Wednesday. Yeah, I'm not doing NXT tomorrow. We don't do the NXT reviews anymore unless it's a major show. Like I will review uh what's the New Year's show or whatever they call it. I can't remember now. Anyways, see you Wednesday live. We'll have news up throughout the day tomorrow. Have a good one, guys.